So we post on LinkedIn first, we wait an hour or so post posted on Facebook and then same with Twitter. So it's not all posted at the exact same time, but it's within three hours, you know? So we're leveraging, here's what we do too. We repurpose my long, actually most of them are long <laughs> LinkedIn posts to our blog. So every time I have a video or a helpful post on LinkedIn, a week later we go and we repost it on the blog. So I am literally leveraging every single marketing channel for all my content, but my emphasis is on LinkedIn, but I can take that and I can repurpose it anywhere on any channel. Did the LinkedIn bubble burst? You are not too late. And actually the party is just getting started. Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer and I will be your host. Today's guest, I welcome Mandy McEwen. She is CEO and founder of ModGrow Marketing, a digital agency. And more importantly for today, she is the founder of Luminetics, a platform she launched to help B2B brands maximize the power of LinkedIn through training and strategies. We talk about modern marketing and how sales teams should be the new thought leaders on LinkedIn. What a concept. This interview is filled with LinkedIn secrets for any size brand, personal, and business. Let's welcome female disruptor and mod girl marketer, Mandy McEwen. Hi, Mandy. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me, Lisa. So this isn't our first interview together. We had, we featured you as a female disruptor a couple of years back and have done a couple partner marketing projects together. So I'm happy to have you as a guest on Social PR Secrets and Talk about your LinkedIn secrets and more. So yes. why don't you just kind of like, just get started and tell us how you, your journey to where you are so focused on LinkedIn and some of your other, other brands that you have going. Yeah, definitely. So I founded my, my agency mod girl marketing back in 2010 and really as a kind of an organic marketing agency, after I was a dabbling in affiliate marketing for a few years. And so started Mod Girl, started working with local businesses and did a lot of SEO, social media, then got into LinkedIn, obviously started working with more B2B companies. Then I started uh, creating courses and products for agencies, which I still have. And um, I created a pretty successful LinkedIn course back in 2017, because I was finding a ton of success using LinkedIn before the LinkedIn boom, you know, so this was back in the day <laughs> and it was working well for me. And so I created a course teaching other uh, consultants and agencies how to do that. And it worked. And my LinkedIn content also got the attention of LinkedIn themselves. So the LinkedIn marketing team reached out to me, and this was a few years back, and started including me in their content, wanting me to participate in events. And in 2019 and 2020, I was actually um, grateful to be on you know, LinkedIn's actual in-person events that they invited me to. So th those were awesome. And recently, I would say in the last like year and a half decided that, look, we, we love LinkedIn. We are passionate about it. I personally, um, am a huge fan of it and we're really good at it. So why don't we shift gears a little bit? And instead of providing all sorts of different digital marketing services, which we've been doing for years to all sorts of different companies, let's get super hyper-focused and focus really on what we love and what we're really good at and what we see a massive need for in the market. And that's LinkedIn. So we created a brand, a new brand under the mod girl umbrella called Luminetics. 
And our goal with Luminetics is to help um, enterprises really maximize the power of LinkedIn by empowering their people to use it more efficiently to get better results. So we train marketing teams, we train sales teams on how to better leverage LinkedIn. And I'm going to give you some of the exact tips today on the show with Lisa that I give to my, my corporate uh, clients as well on as how to, you know, how to really leverage it in a way that most people aren't leveraging it to actually get results because it is becoming more saturated. There was a huge LinkedIn boom in 2020. There's still a massive opportunity. There's still people that are going to be, you know, using it more and more, but it's not too late. It's not like Facebook, you know, where and Facebook ads, where it's just nuts, you know, so there's still a massive opportunity on LinkedIn if you know how to leverage it appropriately. So that's what we do in my, my agency. I love it. And I think one of the things that you said is that you got super hyper-focused and I think today it's so important to work with, whether it's an agency or an expert that is super hyper-focused and not just kind of like, I want to just say jack of all trades where, you know, giving you advice on, on all channels, even though you could give high level best practices, but really zeroing in on, on one channel and becoming, you know, that channel expert. And the fact that LinkedIn reached out for you to do their own course, congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, no. And and this is what I tell, you know, when my agency too, right. So my agency clients, and I've been coaching agencies and helping them for several years. And I always preach be hyper-focused. Like you don't want to, there's so many of us now out there, uh, digital entrepreneurs that you're just going to blend in. If you're like, I do this, 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 and this, you know, like you want to brand yourself as a specific expert, a specific subject matter expert. That is the go-to for something specific. And it could even be a specific industry, right? It could be like, you are the go-to for all, you know, roofers. That's a random example, you know, but it could be like, you do these certain things, but you really hyper-focus on one particular vertical or one particular industry. It doesn't necessarily have to be a channel like us at LinkedIn. The, you know, the message I'm trying to get across to, to those of you who are watching, listening to this is it, it does pay off to be hyper-focused. So you do brand yourself as the expert in that one thing. It doesn't mean you only have to do that one thing. You can do other things, but you're going to see a lot more success when people know that you're the go-to for this particular thing. Like people attribute LinkedIn to me now because that's my thing, right? So, and that's what I want. I want people to, oh, you need LinkedIn help. Mandy's your girl. Like I want that. But if I were to just be like, stay in this lane where we do SEO, we do ads, we do content, we do Facebook, we do LinkedIn, no one's going to be like, go to Mandy for LinkedIn. They're going to be like, well, she does digital marketing. I don't know. She might be able to help you or they might not even think of me at all, you know? So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up on the hyper-focus angle. Well, it worked because I'm coming to you for LinkedIn, right? (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. And so when it comes to, you know, one thing that I've noticed also when it comes to LinkedIn is that first of all, it's not too late, no matter if you're a small brand, a solo entrepreneur or large enterprise brand, because what I'm seeing is that there's so many brands across the board, not leveraging LinkedIn, even a little bit. So mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. so much room for, for gain on LinkedIn. If you, you know, just, you know, take, go about it in some strategic ways that, you know, hopefully you can share with us some actionable ways, but I'm even seeing coaches, a lot of professional coaches that I, when I go to their LinkedIn profile, it's like completely dead, like nothing, like no activity whatsoever, no updates, no optimization. I'll go to some of my enterprise um, clients that I do consulting with, same thing, like kind of dead or just kind of like 
spray and pray type of activity mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. I'm sure you do the same thing. So yes. what are, what are, if somebody is just like, okay, I need to like take my head out of the sand mm-hmm. and do something with LinkedIn. Where do you start? Yes. That's a really good question. So you first want to start with your profile. That is the number one, most important arena that I want to talk about just in the beginning here is no one is going to know what it is you do and how you can help them. If you don't say that on your profile, you know, so your profile shouldn't be a glorified resume. It should be how you help people. So people love to see, you know, testimonials or results, use data, use social proof. So, you know, make sure your headline that mentions how you help people and what you do. Don't just say business coach founder at Modgro marketing. Like that's not enough. Like you need to call out your target audience. You need to call out how you help people. So I am happy to share a checklist with you guys that you can use. I'll send it to you at least after this and you can send it to your um, viewers. So, you know, we have a checklist you can download to help you with your profile, but that's step one is just optimize your profile. You guys can look at mine. You can connect with me, Mandy McEwen um, on LinkedIn. Happy to, you know, share my profile tips there. You can check it out, but that's, that's key. Number one, after you have that, you have to know your target audience. You know, I'm not going to sit here and talk about like the, before the profile. So you guys need to know who you're going after. Obviously that's kind of a given. So you need to, you know, call them out in your profile, right? So once you have your profile optimized, uh, you know, there's this, there's this balance of outreach slash relationship building and then content, you know? So it's, where do you spend your time? How much time do you spend on reaching out to people, building relationships, building new connections versus posting content versus engaging? So there's all these elements that go into a successful LinkedIn strategy, if you will. And this is ever evolving. The strategy is, and and you're constantly doing this, but you have those elements and you can't neglect any of them. They're all very important. And so what I tell people that are first getting started on LinkedIn, and they're maybe nervous, you know, a little bit to post content or whatever it is, is engage with people. And what I mean by that is comment on people's stuff on their posts. So before you do anything else, you need to be, you know, leveraging the search functions. And, and if, if you're on the free LinkedIn, cool, you're a little bit limited. If you're using sales navigator, obviously you can do a lot more, but reach out to people who you are your target audience that you're connecting with, but also people that could be prospective partners or referral partners like you and I, Lisa, right? Like we, we are here, we help each other out as a referral kind of collaboration partnership we have. So connect with people like that and engage with their content. So leave meaningful comments. And we tell people to leave at least five meaningful comments per day. And meaningful is more than just, hey, Lisa, great post. <laughs> love, love your shirt, Lisa. You know, like you got to do a little bit, little bit, put a little bit more thought into it than that. And what you can do is you can actually turn those comments into your own posts. So I do this frequently. I will leave a meaningful comment and I'll look at it and I'll think, wow, that would make a really great post. And so I go and I make a post, you know, and so I don't have to come up with content all the time. And so this is a really great tip for people who are not super comfortable with writing content, you know, for LinkedIn specifically or just in general, but you leave a meaningful comment, you put it into a document, whether you use Word doc, Google doc, whatever, and you keep track of all the meaningful comments you leave. And by the end of the week, you have loads of your own content that you can post, you know? So a, that's a a win, a benefit for you personally, but you are benefiting the community, the person that you're commenting on, and you're building your thought leadership and visibility by leaving comments. So you're helping people because every time you leave a comment, it helps boost people's content in the feed because the algorithm loves engagement. You are showing the their audience that you know your stuff by leaving a meaningful comment and you're getting more visibility for your name 
because people are seeing your comments. And so and an example of how well this works, I had a client and she left a, a awesome, an awesome comment on an influencer's post and she had 300 new connection requests. That's wow. From That's one crazy. comment. It's insane. So, you know, and it doesn't have to be influencers. You guys, we, you know, I was just talking earlier before I, I hopped on with you, Lisa, about the power of leaving a comment and liking something that has zero engagement on it. A, the person who you're doing that for is going to see you for one. So if it's a prospect you're going after, they're going to know who, you know, they're going to know that you exist as a human being when you do that and B, it can make someone's day because they might've posted something and they were super nervous about it. And you're the only one who engaged on it. They could be ecstatic and they could have been about to delete it and like super frustrated and, you know, weren't confident about it. And then the moment you leave a comment, it could change their entire day around. And so that's just from a human being perspective of being a genuine, nice, supportive human being. It goes a long way, not to mention, you know, on, on the prospects front. So we tell people engage with people's content before you reach out to them. So our process for outreach um, that we train, you know, sales reps on LinkedIn is go find people you want to reach out to engage with their content, at least one to three of their posts, wait a few days, three to five days, then send a connection request and say, Hey, Lisa, I loved your post about X, Y, and Z talk, say something else, about why you loved it would, if you're open to it, I would love to connect with you here on LinkedIn, send the connection request. So simple. And Lisa, you would have probably already saw my comment from a few days ago. And so you're like, Oh, I remember that girl's name. She's the one that left a comment. Of course, I'm going to accept her connection request because she just complimented me on my content and she helped boost my, my, you know, posts in the feed by engaging with my posts. And so if you guys want to get results with LinkedIn, that's what you have to do. You have to engage and be it, do it meaningful, right? So build meaningful relationships in a way that is coming across genuine and you're leaving genuine, helpful comments. For anybody that's listening that is in the PR industry or brands that are trying to embrace public relations themselves, what Mandy just shared, you could just insert that into media relations. If you are trying to interact with journalists, I would recommend that exact checklist, that exact flow, what Mandy just recommended is perfect for media relations, which is just, you know, one very specialized type of outreach, but it's perfect. Like a journalist is not going to like, you know, really want to, they're not going to know who you are until you start engaging on um, a very, without having an agenda with just having the agenda of just getting to know them and making them feel good and really knowing, letting them know that you're absorbing their content first. Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm so glad you mentioned that because it works for any, anything, anyone you're trying to get the attention of it works, you know? And so it's this whole concept of just like being a genuine human being that is giving and cares about others, you know? And so it's like, you can't be out for yourself. I mean, this is just a golden rule of life, you know, is just helping people and it, it goes a long way. And so the, the, the beauty of LinkedIn and why I love it so much too, is it is full of really amazing people that are genuine and they want to help each other. They're supportive. Of course, it's full of a bunch of spammers too that are out for themselves, but you're going to get that whenever you have lots of people on a platform. I mean, that's just a given, you know, but the, the community on LinkedIn is very supportive. They're very engaging too. So it's, it's not a toxic environment, right? Everyone lifts each other up for the most part. We're not sharing, you know, crazy, like political posts or anything that's like, controversial and getting in fights like Twitter and Facebook, you know, it's not like that. So I always encourage people to 
try new things, put yourself out there more. Like the worst that can happen is that it doesn't do as well as you thought it would, but that's all, that, that's all that's going to happen. Like people are very supportive and they, they want to see others succeed on LinkedIn. It's, and so that's why I love it so much too. And so when you do that, when you are actually engaging and leaving comments and helping people with their, you know, content visibility, if you will, you're going to get that in return. So it's kind of like the law of reciprocation. So when you post content, guess what? Those people are going to, the way the algorithm works, first of all, is the more you engage with people, the more LinkedIn shows your stuff to them and vice versa. You know? So if I'm messaging Lisa and Lisa and I have been engaging with each other's content recently, guess what? Every time Lisa posts, I'm going to see it in my feed. Every time I post, Lisa is going to see it in her feed. So the more that you guys can engage with people on LinkedIn, the more visibility you are going to have in, to those specific people, not to mention they're going to see it and be like, well, you know, Lisa just commented on, on my post. So of course I'm going to leave her a great comment on hers when I see it, you know? So it's kind of going back to that law of reciprocation as well. That works awesome. What about when it comes to LinkedIn pages? So for, for the brand page, the business page, what, how do you, does the engagement rule work for that? And what tips can you give if let's just say you have a dead LinkedIn page, or if you want to boost your, your LinkedIn page more that level it up. Yeah. I'm so glad you asked that. I actually got this question earlier in my uh, mastermind community too. So basic human nature, like we, we humans like connecting with humans, right? So your personal profile is always going to perform better in terms of outreach than your company page, but you cannot neglect your company page. So what I say there's two parts of this. So first I'm going to talk about the content aspect of it. So you really should focus more of your content creation aspects on your profile, but leverage that content for your company page too. So let's give this as an example. So let's say I post Monday, Wednesday, Friday on my personal LinkedIn. The following week, I'm going to take some of that content and I'm just going to tweak a few things and make it, you know, switch some of the verbiage up to make it more relevant for a company page, but I'm going to post the same similar content and then I'm going to post it on the company page, right? And, or you can share certain things. Like if I have a video of me that I want to just share it on the company page, like from Mandy's account, then I'll do that too. So it's kind of like a mixed bag here of repurposing your own personal content for your company page and then sharing certain things as well. The second part of this is how you get more people to your page. And there's um, a really handy tool that LinkedIn gives you that's hundred percent free. So if you go to your company page on desktop and you click, you go on the right-hand side. So it's like the admin view, the administration view of the, the company page, it'll give you 100 invites to like your page per month. And so what this means is if you're connect all of your first degree connections, you can send a hundred of them per month to like your page. So what it does is you just like open it up and you can just select like a checkbox of all these people and it'll send them a message that just automatically asks them to follow your company page. So it's a really simple way to get people to follow your company page without having to blast about it, you know, on your LinkedIn. Another tip include your company page in your posts. So we do this sometimes. So if I'm referencing mod girl, be like, you know, recently a client and they'll put at mod girl marketing. So it tags my company page. So you're like kind of weaving in your company page in a way, but it's still personalized content. And so those are a couple of tips I have that can, you know, you can start getting traction now. Cause it is, I'm not going to lie. It's harder to grow a company page than it is a personal page, you know, because again, that's just the way we, we interact is we want to interact with humans, you know, not so much company pages, but there's strategic ways, like I just mentioned, to kind of weave it in where you're still growing it, but I'm not saying you need to put like a, you know, spend 
a huge amount of time and effort on growing that and focusing more on that on your company. You just need to not neglect it and do little tricks like that. That'll grow it because at the end of the day, it's a credibility thing. Like you want people to land on your company page and see that it's active and that you're a legitimate company and you haven't neglected it. And that's, that's really the main point. Not to mention you want to have more than like two followers, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> What's your take on LinkedIn stories? That's kind of a newish feature yeah. and trying to figure out, you know, we're just playing around with it now with my new reset with my brand and trying to figure out, you know, what are some of the strategies to use it? How do you measure it? Is it worth it? Is it just another kind of like bells and whistle type of thing? Yes. Solid question. I'm glad you asked that. I, one of the first to get uh, access to LinkedIn stories, and I actually hosted a webinar for LinkedIn um, to teach people LinkedIn stories. Like, can we put it in the notes? Yeah, actually, we. I don't. I don't know if there's a link to it. To be honest, okay. I'll look into that. I don't think it's like a recording. Recording though, but I have. I have some other tips. I'll look into okay. to send you. So, if you would have asked me this six months ago, I would have been like, "Nah, they're kind of jankety, and not, I don't get hardly any views." And like, honestly, I'm not a fan. It's changed, okay. And this was. I would have been honest with you. Like, even when I gave the stories webinar, I was like, I just. I'm not, you know, I'm not like I don't get a ton of views, and and I was like, maybe it's because not everyone has access to it yet, but recently in the past month, we've been noticing a lot more uptick in our views. So I still get more views on like my Facebook stories, my Instagram stories. Um, but how we use it and how you guys should use it. It's just like a no brainer. If you have, if you have it, like you should be using stories. If you're posting on LinkedIn, you should be using stories because what you want to do is every time you post on LinkedIn, screenshot it, add it to your story, and then put the link to swipe up and view it. Right. So same like you do on Instagram and Facebook, right? If you post and you want people to get your posts. But what we've been doing too is, you know, you can do simple like behind the scenes type post or share like a company, you know, a case study or whatever it is. And so a lot of times I will take just screen, I'll sh save my Instagram story. And just a lot of people on LinkedIn do this. Like the majority of people that are using Instagram too, they will just save all their Instagram stories and then repost it on LinkedIn, which I highly recommend you doing. If you're already okay. posting LinkedIn story yeah. or, you know, Instagram stories, you might as well do it to LinkedIn, right? The reason that LinkedIn is a little bit limiting on their stories is they don't have all the cool bells and whistles that Instagram has, you know, like you can't do all the cool things and the, the, the gifts and then all of that, you know, they're, they're limited. It is Microsoft, you know, so it's kind of, you know, it's a little bit different than Instagram, <laughs> um, but you should be leveraging them because they are, they continue to grow and we continue to see results from them. Not to mention just like Instagram, if someone sees something they like, they will react and you will get a message thread from that. And so we've actually had opportunities and then you can see who's viewed it. So make sure you are paying attention to those and looking at who's viewing them. And then you can reach out to them, but we've had people that have responded to stuff. And then I have a private conversation going with them. And what do you know, they end up becoming a lead and possibly a client because of something I posted on my story that they reacted to. And then we started a conversation, you know, so I highly recommend you use them. I wouldn't go out of your way to like do anything fancy or crazy. You know, if you're already using stories on Instagram, please just save them, post them to LinkedIn. Every time you post on LinkedIn, post a story. Um, aside from that, just play around with it and, and see what you think of it. But I would definitely recommend using it. Cool. And talk about how we can empower employees. What are some of those actionable takeaways that companies can do large and small where it sounds like what you're saying is the, the personal profile has the power. So the employees really have the power too versus yes. the company. The company yes. page. So what... What can brands do to empower their employees? 
Yeah. And this is, you know, this is what we love doing at Luminetics is empowering employees. And the first thing is, is giving them their tools and resources that they need to actually know how to use LinkedIn, right? Which is why we exist as a company is to help them with that because most people don't know how to, to leverage LinkedIn. But the second thing is giving them, making it super easy for them to share company content and engage with company content. So some companies have like an internal, you know, a process in place where they use like Slack or Microsoft Teams and they post, you know, every time they want something engaged with or shared, whatever they post in the channel. And then the people can go and share it or comment on it. And there's other tools people use like Bamboo, where it's a, you know, content kind of employee advocacy software where they can easily, you know, post or share, engage, et cetera, with, with posts. But more importantly is we want to encourage employees to share their own content and to post their own content. And so it's kind of giving them the freedom to do that and to encourage them to do that, you know, is how can we encourage employees at the organization to step outside of their comfort zone, maybe a little bit and share what their passion and their company stories, customer stories, tips, tricks, what they just learned at a conference, whatever it is. And so it's kind of giving them the freedom, you know, I mean, a lot of companies do have a lot of like strict rules where people are just kind of scared. They're like, well, I can't say anything, you know? So it's, it's almost like encouraging them to do it. You know, if you don't encourage them to do it, Hey, we want you guys, please post your own content. Here are some ideas and then give them a bullet point. You can share this, you can share this, you can, you know what I mean? And so kind of like helping them with, we want you guys to post content. Here's what you can do. You can share our company content. You can post on this, this, and this, you can share customer stories, you know? And so it's not just saying like, Hey, please go post content. Like you have to kind of give them some guidelines slash topic ideas that they can post about and encourage them to do that. When you say encourage them, do you see brands encouraging them with maybe some sort of an incentive, like whoever has the most engagement after, you know, in in a month gets X, Y, Z, just to kind of like get it yes. going to get the excitement going. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's one thing. Definitely. 100%. And the other thing too, is, you know, thought leadership in general, you know, like we want to position our executives or our sales team as industry thought leaders. And so it's kind of boosting them up as like, Hey, you guys, you guys have a lot of knowledge and experience in this topic. Like you can easily become an industry thought leader on LinkedIn by posting. And so it's kind of an ego thing too, you know, like in a, not, not like a selfish ego thing, but like a, like I am passionate about what I do as an employee and I have a lot of experience and knowledge in this. And so, yeah, I can easily become an industry thought leader if I continue to post on a consistent basis. So it's encouraging them to do that as well, because it helps their personal brand. And so in my training in my sales training, I literally have a slide that's like modern, I would say like, what do I say? Modern prospecting benefits everyone. And I'm like you, your company, your community, because it does. And so it's almost encouraging them to grow their personal brand that lives on outside of the organization. Whether you stay there for five years or you're gone tomorrow, your personal brand, because of what you've done on LinkedIn is going to live on and everything you do is going to benefit you for the long haul. So companies need to make it a point to express that to people and make, make them realize that it, you don't just have to post about company content all the time. You know, we don't want you to post about company content all the time. No one wants to see that. No one wants to see pitches nonstop of, you know, company products and services. Like that's not the yeah. point. The point it is to be like, here's my productivity tips for the day. This exactly. is what I, you know, this is how I wake up. This is how I get my morning routine done, things like that. And it makes sense because you know, we've, we've been talking about thought leadership with social media since social media, you know, came about with Twitter and like CEOs being on Twitter and 
which is great, but this takes the pressure off of CEOs or CMOs or the C-suite having to be the thought leaders on social because some of them, well, first of all, they're busy. Some of them might not be the best spokesperson to be right. on, you know, they, they're just not great writers. They're maybe mm -hmm. they're introverts, but like the sales team, if you think about it, salespeople are typically extroverts and they're yes. typically, you know, very good people, person, people, you know, they're probably great on video. Maybe, maybe mm -hmm. they can be easily trained. And so it just makes sense that a sales team would be kind of given those empowered to be the, the thought leaders. It makes so much sense. It's exactly. brilliant actually. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we're trying to do. That's our goal. Yeah. I more of those it. organizations to embrace that. I love it. So for you, what, what, what percentage is LinkedIn for your marketing? Like how do you split up your, your marketing through the social channels and, and different, different avenues? Yeah. So we, everything we, we do, we leverage across all channels, you know? So the emphasis is LinkedIn because that's where the majority of our, our leads and opportunities and, you know, connections and whatnot come from. So we just repurpose it. So I post daily on LinkedIn and I take that content and we repurpose it for every channel, Facebook, Twitter. So what we'll do is we'll take the tweets. And so if it's most of my posts on LinkedIn are longer than a sentence, you know, so we'll take a tweet and we will you know, share the, if there's an image with the LinkedIn post, and then we'll put the link on Twitter back to the LinkedIn post. So it takes people back to my Ooh, LinkedIn, perfect. you know, but they're still on Twitter. So they're still getting value on, on Twitter, but if they want more, they click through and the link that goes to my LinkedIn post. We post the exact same post on LinkedIn that we do on Facebook. So we have my mod girl Facebook, and then we have our Facebook group mod agency insiders. And so we share the same content. We just stagger it out. So we post on LinkedIn first, we wait an hour or so post, you know, posted on Facebook and then same with Twitter, you know, so it's not all posts at the exact same time, but it's within three hours, you know, so we're leveraging. Here's what we do too. We repurpose my long, actually, most of them are long <laughs> LinkedIn posts to our blog. So every time I have a video or a helpful post on LinkedIn, a week later we go and we repost it on the blog. So I'm literally leveraging every single marketing channel for all my content, but my emphasis is on LinkedIn, but I can take that and I can repurpose it anywhere on any channel. So yeah. it's kind of a no brainer not to do that. Right. Because I have people on all these channels, not to mention the SEO aspect of sharing on your company blog, you know, the, you're already taking effort, time and effort and energy to write content or create content or make videos. You might as well post them on, you know, YouTube for videos, post the content on your blogs, post videos on your blogs. I mean, so I'm a huge fan of repurposing content and posting it everywhere. I love that. That's really, really smart. Talk to us about LinkedIn live. So what are some tips if someone's just starting, getting started, which is me. So I just applied to, to get my LinkedIn live credentials or whatever, and awesome. got approved. So I haven't nice. done one myself yet. Uh -huh. So what are some tips that you can give me and everybody else listening? Yes. I actually just got off of LinkedIn live uh, before I, I chatted with you here. So one is just the technology side of it. It's so different than Facebook. You can't just like hop on and click go. You have to have the right app. So make sure you, you know, when you get access, they'll give you a link and it'll show you, you know, what apps you can use for that. That's the only thing that's weird with it is like the, you know, the, the Microsoft doesn't make it super easy, but once you have an app that does it, it's fine. It's very similar to, to Facebook, you know? So my tip is I personally started like a show, right? So I have my ambitious outcome series. I was going live like once a week early last year, I changed it to once a month. And so people like when you have a certain theme, you know, so 
come up with like some sort of cadence and a theme that you talk about, right? And obviously you don't talk about the same exact thing every time, but guests do really well too. So I just had a guest on my show today, you know? So LinkedIn Live, it's it's awesome because again, it's building that human connection. So I'm all about humanizing brands and there's no better way to do that than to go live, you know, or do videos. But even with videos, like you can kind of rehearse them, you know, with live, like you're live, you know, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's no going back. So I love it because it really shows the, the personality behind people. Right. But people are engaged if you're talking about topics that are hot, that they want to know more about. And so what we do is we promote the hell out of our LinkedIn lives, like the week of, so I go live on LinkedIn on one Thursday a month, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all my content mentions my LinkedIn live, you know, it's helpful content though. I'm not like join me on live, join me on LinkedIn, join me on LinkedIn live. You know, I'm not doing that every day, but I'm mentioning it and I'm weaving in my valuable content into the topic I'm talking about, you know, on Thursday. So you, it doesn't work as well if you just go live and don't tell anyone about it, you know? So it, which kind of is for every platform, but, um, so promote it ahead of time and figure out what your audience wants. So do a poll. Actually, this is a good tip. LinkedIn polls are crushing it, by the way, two, two types of posts that are crushing it right now on LinkedIn that the algorithm loves. First one is polls. Second one is those PDF carousel posts where you can upload a PDF and then you swipe through and like slide, you know, it's kind of like in a slideshow format. Those are crushing it too. So those are two things that are working really well in terms of what the algorithm loves and how many views people are getting on them. So what you want to do is if you're just starting out on LinkedIn live, do a poll ask people what, you know, what they want to hear most about you or what they want to learn more about, about your particular topics of expertise, give them four or five options and see what they say. And then just keep surveying kind of your audience and write some posts about it and just kind of get a feel for what exactly they would want you to talk about before you do it. So you know, that it's actually something that people want to show up for and listen to you talk about. Okay. Here's a question that I'm just like hearing coming into my ears from yeah. the bottom of funnel last click attribution addict CEO who will say, Mandy, how do we, Lisa, how do you measure this? Like what, what's, what's the KPI? Are we going to get sales from this? Are we going to get conversions? Brand it's all brand, <laughs> right? So my answer is, yeah, eventually you're going yeah. to get, you're going to get conversions, but this is a brand building tactic, right? It's in, it's a thought leadership, influence building, like credibility building, connecting with people. So it's a long-term play, right? Yeah. It's, it's a I brand mean, building aspect. I get it. I mean, I'm, you know, top of funnel earned media right. advocate. And it's just, we are talking about salespeople, sales team, mm -hmm. you know, being thought leaders, which is mm -hmm. in, in, in essence, I mean, they're helping from the top of funnel, nurturing down to the bottom of funnel when they're going to be able to close a deal. But it's also taking them away from, you know, kind of their dialing for dollars or, you know, emailing for dollars or emailing for the clothes or different yes. things like that. So I, I think it's like, an, it's a very interesting um, time that we're in where the mindset needs to change that everybody 100%. on the team is part of top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. And the sales team isn't just, you know, they're not just responsible for closing the deal. They're responsible for getting, getting the, the brand awareness out there. Exactly. And that's really the difference between lead generation and demand generation, right? So with demand generation, like we're, we're doing things on these platforms that are creating demand. Like we're not blasting people. Like they're coming to us because of our content. And to, to piggyback on your question is 
you, what you can do is you can take clips from that LinkedIn live and turn them into content all day, every day. So now your team has content that they can use. They can send to prospects, they can post it on LinkedIn. And so it's one of those things where it lives on forever, essentially, you know, so we're, we're talking on, on a LinkedIn live, my team will go and we'll splice up that into multiple clips. And then we have content for a while that we can use on social media, in our blogs, we can send it. I've sent uh, my LinkedIn live clips to client prospects before, you know, and I'm like, actually, this is what I would be helping your team with. Here's a quick 90 second video on a, one of my favorite sales navigator tips that I will be covering in more detail with your team. Check it out. And do you know how much that's helped me? You know, so that goes back to actually helping land more sales when you have assets like that, you know? So it's, there's so many benefits of doing that when you, you know, repurpose it and kind of splice them into multiple clips. Yeah. It's definitely a, a modern way of thinking that brands need to adjust their mindset in order to really leverage it. And there's such a small percentage that are doing it right now. It's just a huge opportunity in my opinion. Yes, no, I agree hundred percent. And it really is a mindset shift. You know, it's just kind of getting that old school mentality out the door and kind of reprogramming their brains, these executives brains on what's working now with modern demand generation. Like the old school things aren't, they're not, they don't work. You know, it's just not like, yeah, you might get, it's a numbers game. You might get a couple, but at the end of the day, you're, you're not doing your brand any favors by blasting people and doing the old school, annoying, slimy legion outreach sales tactics that we were doing 20 years ago, you know, or even five years ago, like it just, people see right through that. And that's not how you build a long lasting legitimate, you know, brand that is seen as an industry leader, you know, and that's really at the end of the day, what we want here. Like we all want to have brands that people see as an industry leader, as an industry resource, regardless if you end up buying from my brand ever, I want you to think of my brand as a helpful, trusted resource, period. Yeah. I was just going to say the word trust. Like that's the whole yeah. key in the brand awareness is, the, is to build trust. And I mean, that's the thing that is really lacking. Like if you aren't building trust, somebody mm -hmm. is not going to buy. That's exactly. basically the bottom line in today's world, whether it's B2B, B2C, it's all kind of boils down to trust. So we, I want to be mindful of your time. I just want to ask if you have any resources that you would recommend any favorite books, whether it's marketing or, you know, anything that you think would be helpful to our audience. Yeah. My, so I mentioned my, my checklist would be super helpful. I think the, the LinkedIn profile checklist as well. And then that's really, you know, that's really it besides my, my content. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of books, but there's so many, you know, including yours that I would recommend. Thank you. Well, we'll yes. put, if you think of any um, more that we'll put in the links okay. in the show notes and For also sure. to your, to your Facebook group with which I'm part of. And the way yes. we met was through a partner marketing project that I started with you and then bought into the mod girl marketing Facebook group and learned so much. So I highly recommend checking out all of your, all of Mandy's Facebook groups, follow her on LinkedIn and definitely, you know, if, you, if you're looking for an expert, Mandy's your go-to for LinkedIn for sure. Yes. I'd love to connect with any of you. So feel free to reach out on LinkedIn and I'm happy to help. Thanks so much for Thank having you. me, Lisa. Um, namaste. Thank you. That was so amazing. Yeah, to you're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon 
or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.